Hello, and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I am Steven, and with me, as always, is Brandon, bringing you another episode, and which is hopefully one of the last episodes that we do over uh, Zoom, because as fun as this has been, I'm really excited to start doing these in person, so I don't know how you feel about that, but I'm, I'm excited to not just do this every single time. If it was my choice, I would do it over Zoom every single time. Perfect. I, I would then, even like never to mind. do a show where we're at the same we're in the same room, but we Zoom call each other, <laughs> and that's how we broadcast. All right, we got. I see that you're the comic relief of the podcast now, dude. That's a very. It's general taking statement. a turn here. You're you're you've always been the goofy one. So if, if I know. make a couple of jokes, it doesn't make me the ultimate say all for comic relief. All right, just accept some jokes here and there. It's actually a good question on which of us is more the comic relief. I no, feel like it was me. Question. I'm so sick and tired of these goddamn comparisons. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. These, then here, these come, subjective come, come, come things. Come say it to my face. Here, here. we go. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meet you. You're lucky I can't say your address on stream. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You, you know where I live. Come here. Come, uh, come check it out. I'm going to freaking kick you in that chin. piece of <laughs> Dude, yeah, let's, uh, let's, go, let's come duke it let's out. Let's stream dude. that. Let's stream a fight between you and I. Let's see who wins. I think it would really add to the content because I feel like on on this show, we are always just sitting in one spot. But can you imagine an actual fight breaking out? Be pretty. I think that's what's missing. I think I think we need to stir things up. We need to uh, take some risks here. You know, we've been too conservative, just like talking about ideas and stuff. That's not going to get us anywhere. We need to like cause some controversy, um, and and just throw down. Yeah, and in and in post production, you can go and add a bunch of like really cartoonish sound effects so that even the audio version of the fight sounds great you can have like a like a like those like splat and boom and all those kind of sound effects dude should i do the should i do the old batman (laughs) thing too where the like the the boom comes up on screen as well like uh like a comic yeah on the video version of it yeah yeah why not i mean but there's gonna be just an audio version too so we need to make sure that we can really illustrate things through that you know what i mean nice Illustrating yeah. through audio. That's, that's, Illustrating that's through poetic. audio. I, I I can be a bit poetic, and uh, as a little uh, as an, just an idea of some of the stuff we're going to discuss today in today's episode, we actually are bringing back some segments. I know you all have missed the segments so much, but with a lot of big things going on, we really tried to focus the show on the the state of the world and. It didn't feel right to do some of those segments. However, on today's episode, we're bringing back the Spotify segment, and we've also got a uh, world-famous spelling bee where I finally get to redeem myself after losing, I think, every spelling bee we've ever done. Yeah, it's been it's been a tough road for you thus far. But look, even though I'm your competitor, I believe in you. I think that t- today's your day. I've got a good feeling for you. Um, if, if it doesn't happen, I'm here for... Uh, for you to confide in and, and just express your, your pain. But I believe that you're going to come come away with a W today. Perfect, dude. That's exactly what I need. Uh, and if not, you know, I'm getting out of the city of Chicago for a week, so you can recover. I've got there. a little bit of time. <laughs> uh, we a little al- bit of time away. We also promised to bring back the Spotify segment, and we did not let you guys down uh, this time around. I know last week we... We let everybody. We got so many emails and messages about how everybody was so disappointed that we didn't do the Spotify segment. So 
we made sure not to let you guys down this time around. And this is an incredible Spotify segment. I think it's the only time ever we had a recent song be a part of the Spotify segment. There's always like like a lot of times I'm picking songs that are like 30 years old. I actually chose a song that literally just dropped. Yeah, I my song's pretty old though. I think it's from like 2016 or something. That's okay. You put it together, and we've got like a 2018 song, so there we're good we go. to go, dude. <laughs> the median of that of the of the combo there is maybe our best yet. That's true. And true. we're we're a couple of math guys. We met in a math class. We're really taking it back here. And we've been playing a lot of MLB Showdown lately, which I mean, <laughs> I guess I don't know. Well, there's some math. You gotta like subtract yeah. the infield. And, I mean, to be honest with you, that game would be a nightmare to play with people who are bad at addition. Like, if you are not good at addition or subtraction, you literally cannot play MLB Showdown without being kind of frustrating to play with because it's like you have to do a lot of 9 plus 5, <laughs> 20, or like 15 plus 5 minus 7. You got to do a lot of stuff like that. So if that's not for you, then never, never play MLB Showdown. Not that you were thinking about it anyways, but we got a lot of <laughs> if people for some reason you were, <laughs> then definitely, definitely think twice about that based on what we just said. Yeah. Let me, uh, let, let me, let me ask you this. Is there anything that you specifically have like at the very front of your mind right now? Well, I mean, it's a broad question, but uh, you, you did uh, mention how um, we, we hadn't done segments just because of the state of the world uh, and, and some of the stuff going on. I, I'm curious, in a broad sense, how do you feel about the state of the world right now? What, what's, what are your overall... Well, I, I, I think that you know before, or you knew before everyone else, but I think yesterday, for anyone who had to spend time with me, they heard some of my most angry rants that I've been on in a while. And luckily, when I was with Brandon and we were just kind of walking around the city... I could tell that he would, he sort of felt where I was coming from, but I would say the number one feeling that I've had over the past several months is actually anger above anything else. And it's, which I guess it, that might sound scary from an outside, like, oh my gosh, Steven's been so angry, but how? He's posting all these videos of him smiling and all this stuff. Like, is it something in his personal life? Here's the thing. If you're not a little bit angry or very angry, honestly, in my opinion, at what's going on in the world right now, then I feel like you are not paying enough attention and you are not grasping what's going on right now. There's so many reasons to be frustrated. And I didn't post this on social media, but I definitely thought about it. Uh, the only reason why I haven't posted yet is just because I'm so sick of going on social media right now, just for everything. Like I'm so annoyed by people's comments, but to take away some of the ambiguity in what I'm saying, I'm just frustrated by how people have reacted to both the coronavirus situation and then the subsequent like other issues that are independent of it uh, regarding race issues, but they just happen to have all just happened in a similar time frame. And the response from the leadership, the response from the people, everything right now is just really really infuriating we have terrible leadership which in my opinion has come as a result of us valuing the wrong things for example as i said to brandon yesterday we value money so much in this country that what did we do we we literally elected somebody who is extremely rich with the hope that he's going to make everyone else rich like him like i feel like 
at, at the simplest root of why we did that, I feel like that's a huge part of it. We just see, oh, he's a rich guy. And you see this a lot. A lot of people who just watch videos of rich people just trying to see if they can get just a tiny little bit of that into their life so they can become rich. Instead of valuing good people or valuing their, their own morals or their ethics, we just value the wrong things. And now we have a bunch of people in power and in leadership who are a complete disaster. And then we have a bunch of people who are not in power or leadership who are just pointing fingers and instead of actually doing something like trying to become the next leaders or trying to solve any problem, they just point fingers and they're just angry at the leadership that they did elect into the office or that they did help get to where they are here today. And I'm not even just talking about politics, I'm talking about a lot of our powerful celebrities. We just value a lot of the wrong things and then now we have it staring us right in the eyes what the impact of it is and we have a lot of selfish, short-sighted people who just want everything to be solved like right now, and they're not paying attention to the fact that like none of this is gonna be solved overnight. So we have to just face that fact right now. Nothing's gonna be solved overnight. But if we can start making incremental changes over time, and we actually look at the big picture where 10, 20 years from now, we could be in a significantly better place than we are. If we can have that mindset, things will get better. Well, the short sightedness. That was my frustration. <laughs> yeah, the short sightedness definitely is something that um, that worries me. Is you know when, when we talk about trying to make serious societal changes, uh, some of those societal changes, like for instance, if let's say defunding the police is the route that we go about that specific scenario, you know, in the short term, maybe that idea looks absolutely awful that idea is like well you know people are just be running rampant on the streets committing all these crimes but the idea of it would be that long term you're funding these air these areas and infrastructure in which can assist people of mental health needs uh, people who might have substance abuse problems and possibly for the future down the road you are um putting people in better positions to not feel like their back is in a corner um and so it, you know any of these like chain these changes that we we discuss if you're unable to um convince the the general public that hey it, you know it might be um difficult in the short term but long term this is where we're going to see the payoff and i don't even know like just even myself just thinking about that i'm like well what if it doesn't pay off long term so there there are these like fears about these things but um i i think that you get a lot of uh from from both sides of things you know people want people on the left want to say the right's bad people on the right want to say the left's bad and uh you know when steven and i went for our walk yesterday it was just so frustrating you know we started yesterday or not yesterday we started last week's podcast just talking about being willing to listen to each other and have conversations and I just see so much negativity online on all these social media platforms and news broadcasts, all this stuff uh, about one side saying that the other side's completely uneducated and ignorant, and then the other side says the exact same thing. And and I'm not I'm not even saying that Stephen and I aren't ever guilty of that. You know, we we probably have some perspectives where 
uh, people are we think our people are ignorant for their points of view but uh, it's just it's so frustrating because you get a bunch of people that uh, are waiting for their turn to talk they're waiting for their turn to, to say what they believe and they're not that entire time that another person's talking they have they don't give a shit and uh, and it scares people away from talking it scares people away from you know when we talk about the, the leaders that are in charge one thing I said to Stephen is like, do you think that many good people want to pursue those leadership things? Like, if you are a person who wants to make legitimate change, is that is that a path that you actually think that you could make a change or that would be, you know, specifically thinking of cancel culture, you know, uh, a recent thing that came out was Jenna Marbles. She quit YouTube. She, you know, I, I don't know her personally, but you have a lot of people who just talk about how genuine and empathetic and caring this person is, compassionate. And she has videos that she made like nine years ago that uh, people are wanting to cancel her for. Um, and videos that she had made private because she, you know, originally she said in her video that in her like addressing these issues video that uh she originally kept some of these up because she liked to see her growth. Like she liked to see where she had come from, um, which is something even you and I have talked about you keeping certain videos. Cause you like to look back at, uh, you know, where you started to where you are now. Uh, and, and she had that same perspective. Um, but then she, as she started to grow and evolve and realize that some of this stuff wasn't appropriate, she privated it, but people had access to it and then wanted her canceled for it. And her, being a, a caring, compassionate person is just like, I don't want to, to add any negativity. Like I, my footprint on social media, I don't want any of it to be negative to, to hurt any of you. Uh, I, my goal has been to, to make you happy and, and to, to be a positive influence. And, uh, so she's like, so I just need to, I'm going to stop YouTube for right now. Uh, it might be forever just right now. And, you know, part of me is like, I, I wish that she would have just acknowledged that she's grown and, and said, you know, we maybe even taken a stance against this idea of canceling her over things that she had done in her past. Um, but she's such a, like a caring and empathetic person that this probably weighed very heavily on her. And so she took a step back and, and, uh, you know, the, the idea of like leadership of YouTube, it's kind of hard to explain, but she's like, she's like one of the OGs, you know, she's been on YouTube forever. She's been so inspiring for so many people, uh, on social media. And now she, she because she is a caring person, she's taken a step away. And so you have all these people on YouTube who have done shitty things, who, don't have that same empathy, don't have that same compassion and are going to stick around. And, and, and so there's this trend of we're going to oust all everybody and the good people are going to take a step back and leave because they want to grow. And the bad people are just going to stick around, going to give some shitty apology and then just stick around and keep doing their stuff. And so all of our power positions, even within uh, like culturally, are getting filled up with these people who, you know, you could argue aren't very good role models. And so it's just this like perpetuating cycle. Um, and, and it's, it's like really sad to see. And when you think about being a good person that, uh, you know, I guess I don't know how you define it within yourself being a good person, but 
when you think about going into a leadership role, it's like, do I, are, even if I'm in that leadership role, am I actually going to make a difference? And is that chance of making a difference worth the idea that somebody might pull something out of my past, something that I'm not even expecting, and use that against me to like ostracize me from society? It's a scary time for, for people like that, and I understand how we could get to this point. The, the value system definitely is swayed in the idea of, of uh, you know, like money and power, and it's, it's, it's very frustrating. I talked to, to Brandon about this yesterday. Like, I'm for the first time, I, I've expressed over and over again that I have a desire to, like, I, I like the idea of having a voice in society. I like the idea of, of getting bigger on these platforms and being able to, to make a difference. And I will say that for the first time, I'm having like the most doubts that I've ever had from it just because it's like everybody who gets any amount of success right now, some, it's, everyone goes out of their way to try to find a way to cancel this person. And I just, there's, there's zero empathy. Like people screw up. The thoughts that I have now 10 years ago versus the thoughts that I have now, they're not the same. 10 years ago, I was technically an 18 year old adult. Uh, but did I understand everything? No. Do I understand everything now? No. Will there be things that now that I say or do that 10 years from now, I'll be like, what was I possibly thinking? Of course. That's a part of being a human. That's a part of, of life in general. And it's really tough when we have these good people now who, Jen Marble had actual, like, like I don't think that she had the wrong intentions when she originally made the video. And even if if she did, she she learned from it, and she decided that over time, you know what, this was wrong, so she privatized the video. To me, that should have shown people, like, hey, look, there was no ill intent, and if there was any miscommunication on this, the person learned, the person made the change. Why are we going out of our way to try and, like, ruin this person's life when they've actually, like, tried to make the change? Of course, there are certain things where you have to draw the line, and everyone's is a little bit different, which is what makes this so complicated, because some people say, well, you know, unless you kill someone, uh, most things should be forgiven. And then there's some people who, like, you, you literally give them the wrong order at Subway once, and they, they never want to talk to you ever again. And that's obviously a huge, huge exaggeration, but at the same time, it's crazy. Like, sometimes people are so sensitive to things. Like, they... They, they personalize everything. Brandon and I talked about yesterday just how there's a, a huge amount of personalization in things. And it's if I say something and someone wants to personalize it and say that it offends them and it hurts them, they're technically okay. Like, they can have that thought. They can have that feeling. Even if I think it's absolutely absurd, they're still entitled to that opinion, which makes this just such a complicated thing because we can't get to the point where we can't say just where everything is just banned from being said. Because we should be able to say things. If I want to express my opinion on something, I should be able to express it. That was a huge foundation from the United States of America was being able to have a ground to walk on and say the things that you wanted to say. You were allowed to have people like an opposition. The opposition can fight back against it. But we're getting to the point now where if we can't say certain things, it's going to be really hard to make progress when we can't have both sides of the argument actually being brought to the table. We need people to actually be able to speak, listen, speak, listen on both sides. It doesn't matter what it is. It shouldn't just be immediate 
conclusions and everything shouldn't be taken like so personalized. I'm the first one to defend PC culture. It's amazing. We should become more politically correct over time because we have more information and humans have more understanding than ever before. That said, it is it does get to a concerning place where we if if everyone personalizes everything, then there is no progress because people will start will stop saying things that are needed to move progress. And that is my biggest concern in all of this. Another thing that I think is just, uh, people act like this PC culture thing is unprecedented, that people would have to, to censor themselves. When, go go watch the, the show Mad Men, which is a depiction of the, the 50s and the 60s, okay? When a bunch of people knew what it was like to, to fake their public appearance, to make them seem more... Uh, likable or uh, a status that was of higher quality. Like this isn't a new thing. This idea of of, of maybe uh, trying to uh, be appropriate within society. I would only say that the political uh, politically correct side of things is actually trying to uh, frame things in empathy, in, in in pushing you to think of uh, of how it might impact other people. And I. I got an argument with people on TikTok about the idea of perceptions because uh, when talking about that Stanford prison experiment, um, people would argue that, you know, that you're allowed to have perceptions, you know, in, in defense of the guards in that experiment. And I said, absolutely, you're allowed to have perceptions. But when you specifically take those perceptions and use it in action against somebody to like, uh, like for instance, if you're offended by Jenna Marbles, a video that she did nine years ago, and you take that that perception of offense or that personalization, and you do everything you can to cancel her, I think that needs to be examined. Like, should you have that that active power to shut people down? And that's the other thing about the examination of of. Uh, the police if you have if you have people with implicit biases it's not necessarily um like they like people are going to think what they think sometimes but when you are in a position where you can take those thoughts and and put people down for it or uh, abuse your power in regard of in that situation that's something that needs to be examined and we need to be like hey is this something that we should allow because now people's perceptions have become uh, prioritized over others. And how is that a, a, a fair take on life? Like, y y we're, we're both allowed to have our opinions, but your opinion means that I have to shut the fuck up or that I'm canceled or that I'm uh, punished. I, what are we doing here? Like, who, what kind of an entitled perspective allows you to have that over me? That, that was my frustration with how we handled the coronavirus thing is people get really frustrated about masks, which I under, I've worn the mask. It, it is annoying. It, it stinks. I, I want everything in terms of how uh, open things are. I want everything open. I want I want to do whatever I want. But is it really that big of a deal as a common courtesy to, to be like, you know, even though it's it's kind of annoying to wear this mask, I'm just going to have it on so that Maybe if I have something, I don't pass it on through 
that manner or the other way around. Uh, but you have these people who instead are like, no, fuck this, I'm not going to do it. You're going to have to deal with my perception that this is bullshit. Why, why wouldn't you just approach it with that sort of empathy of like, well, there, there are, are, are the two sides of this, and even though I don't like this, uh, th- this small thing, uh, I understand that there is a possible outcome where I could impact other people. It's just, it's absolutely ridiculous that it, that, that is such a pain point for people. Like people just like fight up and down with this thing. And it's just like, like I saw on the Joe Rogan podcast, I fucking loved it. Bill Burr giving Joe, cause Joe Rogan was like wearing a mask. I no, I think Joe Rogan was joking around, but he was like, yeah, wearing, wearing a mask is a, a bitch thing to do. And Bill Burr was just like, dude, oh yeah, you're so fucking tough with your open nose and throat. Like, how how does everything turn into this bitch thing where common courtesy of wearing a mask is all of a sudden just uh, just completely ridiculous? And I fucking love that he did that because it was just like that that is the way that our culture trends. I I was telling Stephen that I felt like some 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 of our society feels like high school where you have this bubble of people who who put down um, other people for for maybe being on the outside of what they think and. And so uh, this is cool, and everything else is you're a pussy for doing it, and it's it definitely is a hard time to to even process things because um, it feels really good to have your opinions heard and and for people to agree with your opinions, and it's really hard when there are other people that have opinions separate from you and they just aren't willing to listen. Um, but it, it feels like a lot of times it feels like this, the stagnancy, like we're not actually going to make any progress because it's just going to be this way or that way. There's not going to be any sort of compromise and that, uh, I, I don't know how realist, I don't know how accurate that perception is, but that's definitely how it feels sometimes. And it's very deflating. People not wearing masks makes me so mad and people who have been rude or just like kind of mean to me about obeying obeying the rules of the coronavirus like actually not going to places i'm not supposed to and wearing my mask all the time i'm just it's just a perfect illustration of my frustration of this whole thing that for me doing the the common courtesy for me doing the right thing in a situation to keep people protected i'm somehow looked at as like this is an uncool thing like what are we valuing in our society right now like what is so cool about going out there and not wearing a mask like here's the thing i probably don't have anything they probably don't have anything but what what why are we chancing this why are we literally like look at texas texas right now they've had to roll back opening up the city and i just sit here and i'm like you guys were so against what Chicago was doing and all these other places, and then look what happened to you. How does it feel now, Texas? I don't even want to be mad because like, I genuinely feel bad for the people there that have to go through this now, but look what happens when you don't do the right thing. So what, you're gonna point fingers 
at, at, at us here? You're going to go make fun of people who actually try to do the right thing? Here's the thing. We don't have enough information on this stuff. We were just trying to make the most calculated efforts that we could to try to keep people protected and hopefully not have a second wave appear in the city. That's, what, that's all that happened here. And then now Texas has to do this. It's going to affect their economy. A lot of people are getting sick. Look at the overall numbers of the virus in the United States. It has gone up. Look at a lot of, mostly every other country that had a really high peak, they have gone way, way down. But the United States, there was just, we had to be too cool and too tough about things. And we just, hey, we can't do this. Don't take away my rights and blah, 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 blah. Look what happens. Is this a better alternative? Are you really happy about what, what's going on here now? So that's the thing. You can't complain now because you did this. It's your fault that we are in this situation now because you didn't take it serious. And it, there's just, there's no accountability and it's just incredibly short-sighted. Just because you wanted to go have a, a beer with your friends, just because you wanted to go do something that seemed so important at the time, it's not important at the time. There's so many things in your life that you miss out on from this whole situation. I get it. It's happening to me. It's happening to Brandon. It's happening to all of us. This is a really frustrating time for people, but the way that we are handling it is not okay. Well, and, and if you want to argue that it's uh, impeding on your freedoms, I, I, I just have a hard time understanding what you're fighting for because you have this, this group of people within uh, not just the African-American community, but people of color, indigenous people who have been screaming at you for years and years and years that, hey, our freedoms aren't the same as your freedoms. And you're like, shut the fuck up. Everything is equal on this stuff. But then this comes up and all of a sudden you're, you're upset about your freedom. It, you're cherry picking. And a lot of this stuff with, with society is, is cherry picking. I even, uh, we talk about, you know, news stations. Everybody wants to get mad at mainstream media because mainstream media has become so editorialized. There's so much opinion. There's not objectivity. And to a certain extent, I'm like, well, it's going to be tough in any news organization to be completely objective because any of those are run by people and people have opinions, but things have gone, gone so extreme on these different news stations. And what's a big part of it? A big part of it is money. People want, uh, uh, you know, these, these are businesses. These businesses are run by stories that, that get views and views get money and people are frustrated about that. But it's like, yeah, but on a lower level, uh, on like the day to day, what are our values in society? Money. We want money and power. So it seems hypocritical that you are unwilling to think of, of things in a human rights aspect, in a equality among people aspect, that you you uh, pedest you put on a pedestal money and and power, but then the people who actually have the money and power you think are are ridiculous. It, it, you can't have it both ways, and uh, it's. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm probably getting redundant at this point, but it's just... Well, uh, you, you, you actually you made a good point in, in there about the, the people who talk about, like, the United States, it is a, it's a free country, and people are like, look, look how great this country is. Look at our rights. Uh, but then if somebody of a minority community complains about the United States, they're like, come on, this is such a great country. But, like, clearly their experience is different than your experience. So how can you just, like tell them that they're wrong. Right. Because th this country was, I, I mean, 
all you have to do is just look at the historical context of the United States to figure out there was a lot of really screwed up things that have happened in our history of Europeans coming over to the land that already belonged to other people and literally killing them and forcing them to go somewhere else and then building a society. Like, do you not think that somewhere along the way that those people had like their own like in-group where they just all of their other European brothers and sisters they're like, okay, we have all the wealth. We're going to make sure that we have all the power for the for the history of this country. And then if other people come in here, like, we'll treat them okay, but, like, we get to decide how we're going to treat them. This has happened throughout all of human history. Everyone's experience in this country is radically different. We want to act like it's all the same. But for some people in this country, like, if an African-American wants to kneel during the national anthem, they should be allowed to do that. I don't understand, like, it, it, it is, it's so mind-blowing how much we just cherry-pick what people are allowed to feel about things. And if anyone says something negative about the country and someone just, like, disagrees with it, I, I just think those people need to, to, to re-examine things a little bit and realize that it is not... This is not a country where everybody is treated the exact same way. It would be great, but it's literally a capitalistic society that has always had the haves and the have-nots and then this sort of, like, middle class here. Like, it's... I like the United States of America. I, I love the United States of America. I, there are a lot of stats to back up. It's one of the few places you can live in the world where you can be in the lower class and actually go to the upper class. Like You have free enterprise. You have like some good things about this country that you have some freedoms. But like people are still allowed to voice their opinions and frustrations. And we need to be able to have these types of conversations. I just think that uh, you know when I, when I think about uh, again, opinions and perceptions. Like, let, let's specifically use uh, the Colin Kaepernick kneeling example. You know, part of the people are frustrating that are frustrated that uh, your people are mad about the rioting and looting. It's like, well, we couldn't even take a knee, <laughs> so uh, you you can't you can't empathize with the fact that it might have gotten to a place where we're no longer shutting up about it. Um, but even on a on a, a, a different side of that. The, the taking a knee aspect is an action of protest that doesn't actually impede anything that you are doing in your home. You might, you, you might be able to have an opinion on it, but it's not taking an action uh, that, that actually like shuts down your rights to do something. It's, it's basically just saying, hey, examine something. Police brutality, examine it. I want you guys to think about it. You're not thinking about it. Let's think about it. And instead, what happened was the flip side. Colin Kaepernick, an action was taken to kick him out of the league and not bring him back because so many teams are afraid of this controversy, afraid of even bringing up the idea of it. And, uh, and teams came out saying, if you kneel, they're just like the, the power is in the side of oppression a lot of times, it seems like. The people who are just like want you to examine other people's human rights uh, will, will take an action just to make you think about something, not actually take an action that uh, forces you to do something, but just says, says hey, hey, if you want to do something, I would encourage you to, but at least think about it. And people get up in arms about that, and then they take actions to shut you down altogether. All it's... Um, the, the the scale is 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 tipped in one way and look i'm not even saying that uh you know people of color um are are better than white people like if we're gonna make this argument to say that we're all just people 
you know, black people, purple people, green people, whatever, everybody's capable of similar flaws. We don't want to flip-flop white supremacy for black supremacy because then we're just at the same issue, just a white versus black thing reversed. The idea is bringing it to a place where uh, if you want every man for themselves, every man for themselves has the same opportunity to do the every man for themselves approach. Like in the capitalistic idea, like me personally, um, if I, you know, uh, when I, when I approach that perspective, when I personally, um, think of capitalism, if I had a lot of money, I would want to use that money to help other people because how much money do I actually need to survive, to live? But is it right for me to say, because I think that way, you should all do that same thing with the money that you made and earned? Probably not. So I understand that's, you know, if we're going to have that, that's fine. But on the flip side of things, if you're going to have that perspective, but then you want to shut people's equal opportunity to get to that place, that's where the unfairness is. That's where the inequality is. We, we can't all have that same shot at the, the, the capitalistic. And that's not to say that people can't overcome. Like you get this perspective of like, uh, you, you sent me something about this, 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 uh, uh, post of white privilege must not have been around when I was growing up because, uh, I worked hard as shit to get where I am. That's not the idea of white privilege. It's not to say that you don't have any adversity. It's not to say that you don't have any problems at all in life, that everything is easy for you. It's just to say race isn't one of those things. The color of your skin isn't one of those things. Such a good way to put it. Such a simple way to put it. Why? why I just don't understand why people protest protests, but then also the people that protest the protests a lot of times have, have the power to completely shut the stuff down. And, uh, and then one, one action, um, supersedes another. And, and uh, again, we have this, uh, perpetuating cycle of keeping quiet unless you are a person that, uh, um, is in that high school bubble in that high school click of, uh, of being the powerful, I've got money fucking person. It's, it, it, um. Uh, it's frustrating. Yeah, I mean, you can tell for people who are listening to this episode, you can tell we're we're pretty heated. This is actually uh, one of the reasons why I'm uh, getting out of the city for like a week, just going back to Ohio. Just gonna, I'm gonna go um, camping. Just gonna get away from some things. I mean, it's not like I'm gonna come back and everything is gonna have gone away. But I do think that I have found myself being extremely heated about just everything going on, and I think it's. It's honestly justified. I mean, there's there's a lot of things to be pissed off about right now, and I'm I'm hoping that by doing these podcast episodes and by doing like live streams, like I do live streams on my channel, YouTube videos, and stuff like that, I'm hoping that maybe some people will listen to what I've said or what Brandon said and actually at least think a little bit differently. And I mean, maybe someone will want to do things differently or want to be part of the the change i feel i find myself having a difficult time of knowing what the best approach is right now because i don't find myself in much of a position of power to actually make a real change either that's why i i end up doing things like this i don't know what the right answer to it all is but 
I just think if you're sitting around and you're just complaining about what's going on, then you're honestly just more part of the problem. And and for people that are listening, like I, I know some of my friends listen to this stuff. Um, if you feel like I'm yelling at, like I know that I'm speaking passionately and I'm frustrated about this stuff, but I'm absolutely willing to just have a conversation with you. I've, I've already had multiple conversations with friends, family, people that, that think differently than me, whatever. And, and when I approach that conversation, I'm going to have like this podcast is a platform where Steven and I can come and just, again, have our, um, you know, untainted opinion like we just talk we we're expressing our thoughts and we're not it, it is is one-sided in the sense that we're not talking to somebody who um might significantly disagree with us you know not that steven and i think the same on everything um but someone that really is on the other side of things this isn't to say that you know it it would be it would be hypocritical of me to say that people need to be willing to listen to you and then you know for for those of you who listen who might not think the same way I do, me shun you and say, fuck you, I'm not listening to your idea. That would be completely hypocritical. And that's not the approach that I take. Uh, you know, I'm a human, so I, I'm sure there are, are situations where maybe I got heated on something or uh, maybe it didn't approach things exactly the way that I would like to when I'm thinking in my logical brain. Um, but for the most part, I'm just like, I'm saying my thoughts and my opinions. If you want to talk about it, let's fucking talk about it. Like maybe maybe there's a perspective that I haven't thought of. Maybe us bringing this to the table is uh, something that we can have a discussion on. But I I think uh, I'm not here screaming at you saying uh, fuck you and all your opinions. I I think that's part of the problem. Um, mm -hmm. I, you know I, I'm frustrated by opinions that impede other people's rights to have opinions, um, but. Again, I'm willing to to have a conversation about it and, and uh, understand perspectives that are outside of my own. Um, so I just wanted to say that because I know that uh, I'm very loud and mm -hmm. uh, can speak uh, almost in an aggressive manner, but that's just how I talk. It's not even like I I want everybody to get along like. I'm a person, I'm a people person. Like I love people and uh, that's why this is so frustrating is because it's just like, why are we at everybody's throats? Why are we not w willing to listen? Why are we not uh, willing to hear each other out? Um, it, it just, it feels so isolating. And I also feel like there are experiences within our country that I can't even imagine how hard it is because I'm sitting here thinking that no one's willing to listen to each other. But like, imagine being a person of color who historically has been disenfranchised and continuously shut down um, trying to speak on this stuff. Say, hey, listen to us. We're, we're struggling here. We're kicking and screaming. And, uh, and, and nothing happens. So it's, uh, it's just, but ultimately my whole point in this last little thing was just that, like, if you are a person listening and you have a problem with stuff that I'm saying, don't think that you can't have a conversation with me. I'm just gonna 
kick and scream. I'm going to give you my uh, opinions and I might disagree with you, but I'm still willing to have a very civilized conversation with you. So, yeah, I, I think the same thing it, I mean, I, I agree with you. The same thing goes for me. Like you can hear my frustration in it, but at the same time, I am like, I, I want to have more conversation. That's part of the reason why I'm, I'm telling people and I'm just outright saying my frustrations are because I, these people, people are not having the conversations right now. Um, and I, I want to be able to have them. So if you have any thoughts, feel free to, uh, let us know at EMG pod. That's our Instagram. You can also email us at, um, EMG pod at gmail.com. We are always open to different perspectives on things because if we weren't then that would kind of defeat the entire purpose in my opinion of what this podcast stands for which is being able to be an open forum to talk about any different perspective and sides and just being able to i mean we're we're ultimately just trying to talk through this we don't we don't know what the actual answers are and i think sometimes that's completely okay that we don't know exactly what the answers are because oftentimes the answers are not clear. The answers are somewhere that, I mean, there probably isn't a perfect answer a lot of time, but we're just trying to get somewhere by having these talks. And, uh, do we, do we want to, do we have a good way to transition into the spelling bee or probably not a good transition, (laughs) but I still want to do it. So let's, let's freaking go. Yeah. We don't have a good transition for this, but, because we've been so pissed off, so heated, in a very charged episode, which I figured could easily happen based on the conversations from yesterday, we are going to do something a little bit more lighthearted, which is bring back our Spelling Bee segment. At this point, we're pretty familiar with the fact that I'm like a 6 out of 10 at spelling. I'm not terrible, but I'm not like that good, really. Uh, and I'm better at spelling than I am at grammar, I would say. But Brandon is, uh, I would say, Brandon, you're like an 8 out of 10 speller. Yeah, I've never been the best speller. I, I never even won any competitions growing up, but uh, I, I have a, a decent vocabulary, so I, I can get by. Yeah, I'm the 6, you're an 8 at spelling. But when it comes to uh, most things, it's clear, especially MLB Showdown, that I'm more the strategist and superior play. Yeah, we'll just let you keep thinking that. <clears throat> Steven has a very fragile ego, so we have to let him have these, these uh, internal. That actually victories. is literally one of the most like condescending things to say to someone. That you just have a very fragile ego. Like if someone actually said that to me that I wasn't friends with, I I would. <laughs> I don't know how I would be able. Like I don't know how I would take that. Is that condescending or is terrible. that just uh, mean? Because <laughs> I feel like condescending con- is like trying to act like. Uh, well, it's definitely mean. It's like more subtle. I feel like it's just straight up an insult. I don't know. <laughs> just telling people they have a fragile ego, I feel like it's just straight up an insult. Yeah, maybe you're right. Um, but do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first for spelling? Dude. Uh, well, that, that, that question confuses me because what does that mean? Are you reading it first or your answer? That's why first? I said spelling. All right, here we go. I'm going to say the first word, and you guys spell it. The first word is... Oh, no. <laughs> Soden? Soden? <laughs> Hold on. 
I'm looking it up. Hold on, hold on. Oh no, why can't I hear this? What? Oh, I have to actually... I can't hear audio on my computer while we do this. I can't hear the audio on my computer. Uh, how did I do this last time? It doesn't even have like the little thingy here. This is actually a, a, a problem because I don't know how I can give you this pronunciation. Can't you just like look it up, the phonetic? Uh, let me see. Yeah, but they always have those s symbols that no one actually knows. They need to redo how they do phonetic spellings. Oh, man, phonetic. That's a word I don't know how to spell either. Just go to dictionary.com and type in the word. All right. Uh, I can't find this. Wait. Sodden. Soden. I don't see. I don't know. Jeez. Because <laughs> I, I honestly don't know how to pronounce this. I'm ruining the game. And I can't listen to it because it, I can't hear the audio. All right. Well, I'll just I... spell it. Fuck it. Let's just go. Soden. <laughs> uh, Soden. S-O-D-I-N. <laughs> That's wrong. What is it? <laughs> it's S-O-D-D-E-N. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I hate how I ruined the game here. All right. I don't know. I don't know why I can't hear. Well, we just know you spelled it wrong. I, I'm I'm playing the game for my own benefit to win. All right. Um, Peekant. Peekant. Can you give me the country of origin, please? Um. Uh, if I don't have country of origin, I can't move forward with this game. Let's see if I can find that country. In the official origin. spelling bee, you get country of origin, and clearly, I can't, I can't be forced to spell a word without knowing the country of origin. First appeared in English in the 17th century, which derives from the Middle French verb piquer. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm more familiar now. <laughs> Love it. I'm much more familiar now. Peekant. Am I saying that right? Correct. P, peekant. P, E, all right, P, E, A C E N T. Peekant. Nah, you're wrong. It's P I Q U A N T. <laughs> no. Damn. That was a tough uh, one. Better luck like next time. Yeah, dude. Alright. Uh, neophyte. Neophyte. I don't know if it's a PH or if it's an F. It's a tough one. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be fancy here. Neophyte N E O Dang it. 
P H I T E. Nope. The correct answer is N E O P H Y T E. Oh, it's close. I the only reason why I even know that word, like I, I could pronounce it right, is I'm pretty sure it's in a Bring Me the Horizon song. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like I'm pretty sure that lyric is in there, and I just remember how that's like a girl who sings it, and I'm pretty sure that's how she pronounces it. What's it? What's the definition? Do you know? I have no idea. Like <laughs> Zero a, idea. Let's look up what neophyte means. <laughs> a person. the heck uh, a person who is new to a subject skill or belief a new convert to a religion all right you ready for your word yeah dude i got it prevaricate <laughs> dude what are these words prevaricate dude the chance of me spelling this word is not not likely. I, I actually think you're gonna get this one I don't think I'm gonna get it. I don't even actually know. About the only letters I think I know are the P R in the beginning. <laughs> All right, well, give it a shot. <laughs> All right, prevaricate. I have no idea how to spell this one. Prevaricate. Do you have a definition of this one? Speak or act in a in an evasive way. Prevaricate. P R E. V. E R I C A T. Close. It's P R E V A R I C A T E. Very close. Damn it. So far, we're both over two. All right, let's do one more. And if we can't, if neither of us get this, then we have to get, we have to quit the podcast. So one of us better get it. All right. Oh my god, <laughs> this is the easiest word that's ever showed up on this. Your word is riddle. Riddle. R I D D L E. Correct. What a joke. Why is this randomly on here? You're supposed to be. Vocabulary words. Who doesn't know this one? Well, this one's pretty easy. Okay. Correlate. Oh, no. Oh, come on. Correlate. Correlate. C-O-R-R-E-L-A-T-E. You got it. Yes. We're both one for three. I think we go out like that. What do you think? Do you think we keep going until there's a winner? Uh, I don't know. This could be a very long episode. If we could. It could be a way, way too long. Let, of let's an just episode. do one more. Let's let's do one more. All right, if... one more. Okay, we'll do one more. Here, your word is another easy one. Ascend. Um. Ascend. A S C E N D. Correct. I don't know how to pronounce this one, so give me a second. <laughs> you get riddle and ascend, and you've got, like, several words we can't pronounce over here. This one isn't as hard, is it? Abscond. Oh, abscond. Oh, 
<laughs> be abscond. This word sounds like someone's mispronouncing a word. Abscond. O b s c o n d. Abscond. Super close. It's a b s c o n d. Damn it. I was. Oh, I thought you said obscond. I said abscond. Dude, your Minnesota accent. Really it's funny because. Damn, dude. I could have sworn you said obscond. That's fine. That's fine, dude. Pronunciations are all well, trash. The, you win again. The first one that you did was what? Sudden or or Soden? Soden. Soden. I still don't know on that one. I'm. What was it? Your S- guess is as good as mine. A D D. S O. It's S O D D E N. It's Sodden. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. How? How is that right, dude? It's like soda. It's like soda. Sodden means to saturate with liquid, especially water, soak through. Dude. Dude, the English language is bullshit. It's just. It honestly is. I'm sick of the English language. Dude, the pH, the pH in English is literally the most baffling thing ever. Because like every other spelling. I feel like it could almost make sense. Like, even though the through, like the the O-U-G-H is kind of also a tricky one that doesn't really make sense, I feel like even that makes more sense than the P-H. Literally nothing about P-H sounds like at all. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. I hate it. I hate it too. I could see in the future where people are just like, you know what? Let's actually just spell words the way that they actually should be spelled based on the, these letters that we use. Yeah. I guess we'll I could, see. That's my bold prediction. Eventually, instead of like the word like though, it'll just be like T-H-O-W or something. <laughs> Dude, if I, if Dude, I if reinvented you, English... If you became president, be would you change the spelling of English words? Yeah, I would also just make grammar. like le- I would make people care less about grammar. That's how you spend works. so much time on just like grammar and spelling these words. Just like why? Let's just make this more efficient. As long as the message gets across, it doesn't matter. That's my that's always been my belief. Yeah, but then I can't give people shit about their bad grammar. Yeah, but that's also why you're a worse person than me, so we get it. That makes sense. There's stats to back that up actually. Yeah, because you're a little condescending dog. Well, I, so I just sound like a baby when I speak now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, perfect, dude. I'm glad that you feel that way. I'm glad that you're glad. Do you want to do the Spotify I, segment now? Yeah, but, but one more thing before uh, we do that. If I had to pick, I think you are more condescending than me. If I, if you give me the truth serum and you just said, who's more condescending, I would say it to you. If I had to pick who's just the overall better person, it's definitely me. How does that feel? <laughs> That just feels wrong. It just feels like you got some some inaccurate information. If you were to, if you were to put head. our stats on a baseball card for all the things that we've done in our life, I definitely think that my stats would lead to more of a Hall of Fame career than your your stats. Did we? I I actually thought about just it, so. speaking on niceness, like being a good person. <laughs> <in general>. So, <laughs> so the way that MLB Showdown works is like a card has 
a different outcome, like a one through 20. So like a one through three might be you strike out, but like 18 through 20 might be a home run. I definitely thought about making these for just like different people in my life, just like putting different things, like what the outcomes are of me hanging out with the person be like, oh, a 16, what a surprise. Brandon's not funny today. Wait, I, I think it'd be pretty funny. I don't get it. So, like, we would roll like, the dice to see if you're funny today. Yeah, we roll the dice to see like what outcome happens. Mm. I think it would be good. It sounds incredible. Yeah, see, there we go with the condescending tone again. <laughs> yes, we can move on. <laughs> no, everything I say is condescending. <laughs> this guy. We can move on. To Spotify. Uh, you know, I'm actually gonna give a little preface. This guy is the 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 king of everybody else being guilty of stuff, but he's just. He's the victim. Yesterday, we in the morning, he started out a conversation with me and uh, a buddy of his saying he was talking trash about how he beat me in MLB Showdown. He just wouldn't let it die. As you can hear in this episode, he even said he's the better strategist and more skillful player. He doesn't shut up about it. And then his buddy made a comment about how we don't want him to win. And his response was, I love how everybody teams up against me and, and wants me to lose and stuff. It's like, dude, you fucking create this. You talk shit. You act like you're the best at everything, and then you're like, why is everybody picking on me? Shut the fuck up, dude. Dude, this is just how I tick, dude. I gotta, I gotta build the narrative. All right, Spotify segment. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, fine, Spotify segment. Uh, do you want me to go first uh, for talking about your song, or you go first talking about my I song? I think we should go in order of what song came out first. So the song you gave me came out first, so I'll, I'll review it first. Okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, the song I listened to uh, is called Get Me Out of Here by Third Eye Blind. Uh, what stood out to you about this song? Um, I think I, I've heard Third Eye Blind before. I can't think of what's like their most famous song? Uh, maybe Jumper, Semi Charmed Life. You know, why won't you step back from that ledge, my friend? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the first thing that stood out to me is like, I recognize this guy's voice, but I don't know this song at all. So I was like, ah, okay, I've definitely, I've heard this before. And the guitar, I love the guitar in this song. It's, it's like, it kind of, it's like kind of sneakily, like in the background, like you don't think about it. It's, it's like kind of subtle, but it's, it's really interesting. I enjoy it a lot. Um, um, and then I, I, was, I was really trying to figure out what the song was, actually about there's something about being like a rock star or something in this song um i i really couldn't figure out exactly what the song was about um how does the song make you feel uh i guess i kind of feel like their their type of music is it's kind of upbeat so i felt um uh, look how, i'm actually gonna see if i can pull up the lyrics after uh, the fact here on this one just because I feel like maybe if I look at it now it might even uh, it might even give me yeah, something let's see get get me out of here okay let's see here okay so could be the greatest rock star ever if you get off on loneliness because it's wilderness it's like a wilderness I don't know to be honest with you I kept thinking I was like is this song somehow describing how Brandon is like feeling like that's one of the main things I was thinking about on this song is is this like a song that uh, Brandon is feeling so 
How does the song make you feel? I guess it makes me feel like I am Brandon, and I'm and I'm listening to this song. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, it it makes me. You don't have to make something up. You can be like, I don't feel anything from this song. I don't feel anything like in particular, but I get the feeling that the guy who's singing this is like stuck in a rut. That's kind of how I felt the whole time I was listening to this song. Um, would you give it a thumbs up, thumbs down, or somewhere in between? I'd say I'd give it like somewhere in between. I think the the guitar part alone is enough that I would listen to it, and I kind of like the guy's voice. Uh, but I guess the song in particular isn't one that I like, like really stood out to me. Yeah, uh, well, I will say I was a little lazier with this week's selection. I just I just happened to be listening to that song when we talked about. Um, making sure that we did the Spotify segment. So I was like, all right, I'll just throw this one on there. Um, this song, uh, in terms of, like, like conceptually, um, reminds me kind of like uh, I Took a Pill in Ibiza by um, uh, Posner, Mike Posner, where it's it, it's kind of, it, it does kind of have this vibe of, like, feeling like a washed-up rock star almost. Like, you, you were on the top of the world, but now is you kind of come down from that high and um and there's 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 a certain like rawness to it or vulnerability like hearing from an actual person who was on the top of that that world because when we talk about like fame and and pursuing uh different aspects of uh, of these unconventional lifestyles um it, it seems very glamorous but uh both while you're in it there are different um forms of adversity that you feel but then when you come down from it it's a it's a trip like uh, i remember uh macklemore when he came out with his like the big album that had thrift shop on it and uh can't hold us and stuff he has a song called starting over and it's about his relapse and his relapse happened because they were getting huge going on tour and while he was on tour he was distracted he didn't have anything going on but then when he got home got done with tour he like sunk into this like life of just like this mundane just everyday life and he soaked he he slipped back into an old bad habit and um it's uh i don't know so there's just like a rawness to it that i I really like not that this song is like a groundbreaking song i mean i used to be a huge third eye blind fan fan growing up um their i mean their biggest album is blue from 1999 but i think my favorite is um out of the vein out of the vein which was from 2003 um they just had a bunch of songs on that that i thought were really catchy and stuff but this one's from is that around, is that around the time where you listened to them then like oh three yeah yeah around then like yeah leading into high school um uh but dopamine is the album that this song is on it's from 2015 so they kind of went like slipped into obscurity and then um this album came out and i don't like m- it's not my favorite album, but this song uh, is probably my favorite off of the album. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so the one that I listen to um, is a much more recent song, "Parasite Eve" by Bring Me the Horizon. When was the actual release date? I believe it was. I think it was yesterday. Well, actually, what was yesterday? Was that the twenty fifth? Was the twenty fifth? Whatever day that was. So two days ago. Um, yeah, it's it's the twenty seventh today. So yeah, two days ago. 
Um, yeah, we're recording this on Saturday. We typically do Sunday, but Stephen is going back home uh, tomorrow, Sunday. So we had to fit in uh, the recording today. Um, okay, so let me go to the topic or the, co- the questions. What stood out to you about the song? Musically, the song is really impressive. Like all the different production aspects of the song. Like this is what I really like about music nowadays. Like people shit on it. Um, but there is a certain aspect production wise where it's just like so creative. Like the way that they, um, I, I can't even remember all the different layers that they threw on there. Cause there was so much stuff. Like there was just like this, uh, I don't know if it was like this, uh, screaming thing or this, like, uh, it seemed like maybe a person yelling that they like chopped up or something. And, um, obviously just like the the bait you have like the foundation like the actual music and then you have these little things that are thrown on it just adds so much complexity musically um and it really it's one of those songs where like like right now i'm struggling to tell you all the different layers like that's a reason enough to go back and listen to it and try to pick out things that maybe you didn't hear the first time or um you you really something pulled you and you really want to listen to it again so uh, that definitely stood out to me about the song. How does the song make you feel? Uh, it definitely, I mean, it's about coronavirus, right? And and just the situation. Yeah, it's a, it's that's a big. It was originally supposed to basically just be like this, like science fictiony uh, sort of doomsday thing. But after the whole coronavirus thing started happening, it was like so close to home that they sort of like merged the two ideas together. Yeah. Um, the song uh, definitely makes me think about the situation like they, they pose questions in the lyrics like are we going to learn a lesson from this uh basically um or are we just gonna uh, keep going uh, about our business like nothing nothing happened um so i think there are aspects of it that uh, um make you feel um Inquisitive is that the right word? Let me look up what inquisitive. Yeah, uh, definitely make you feel uh, that sort of way. Um, would I give this a thumbs up, thumbs down, or somewhere in between? I would say somewhere in between. Um, I honestly didn't think, like lyrically, this wasn't my favorite. Like I thought there were some parts that were um, just to me, in my opinion, I thought were kind of cheesy. Um, like specifically just so you know what I'm talking about like the hope I don't sneeze I don't sneeze like that part kind of kind of took me out of the song for a second so I was just like eh. you know I see what he's trying to do but I, I it, you know I, I don't know um, but uh, musically it's incredible I do like the the concept you know it's um, obviously very relevant and I think I actually kind of appreciate uh, when when artists actually do try to tackle things that are happening in the world, they're not like oblivious to it. Because I think I think artistry, specifically songwriting, can be um, based on experience, but then also based on how you're observing the world around you. Um, so I always kind of I, I like when there's that versatility in a songwriter's portfolio. But uh, the only reason I'm not giving a thumbs up is just I don't know if I like the execution lyrically as much as um i think it, it could have been done but that's just that's just me i know that you love the song right yeah so i mean th- i would say the lyrics are my least favorite part of this song i just feel like they were so close 
like there's there's so many good lines, but there's so many not as good lines that like it's a little I've been a little bit wishy washy about the lyrical execution because I feel like that's the one thing that I would have changed about this song. I would have spent just a little bit more time tightening the lyrics. Um, that said, this is one of my favorite songs that they've ever done. I, I absolutely love the chorus of this song. It's obviously, right now they're my favorite band. Like I'm, I can't say they're my favorite band of all time, but just right now, like when they release something new, I'm the most excited when they do it, and they've been hyping this for a long time. And to me, that chorus is enough to just like for me to love this song. And it's it's so like complex that every time I listen to it, I, I, I guess this is admittedly one of those songs where it's kind of rough to do a Spotify segment on it because it's such a non-digestible like it's it's not a very easy song to just to get in one listen like it's a it's a very complicated song and admittedly when I even when I hear songs like this it takes me a while to figure out how I feel about it for example Wonderful Life was a song that that was ended up being my favorite song in 2019 and they they released it uh in 2019 and I didn't even like it that much. Like I thought I I liked it the first time I heard it, but it ended up becoming my favorite song of the year. And like I would never would have guessed that after the first like two or three listens of the song. So uh whatever reason this one it like hit me right away. But I also heard like bits and pieces of the song, so I was probably a little bit more familiar with it anyways before it came out. But I just I heard this song and I watched the video and all the build up to it and I was just like, damn, I wanna do something in my life that's like feels like releasing a song like this so it's very inspiring in that sense yeah well and i I think you bring up a good point not to get too off track but when we do these reviews i think it's just to kind of show each other our music tastes and stuff i i'm definitely not saying you know take my perspective of the lyrics feel corny to heart like i i listened to it uh, a couple times before we did this so like even my like part of the reason I couldn't explain to you well I heard musically was just because I didn't have as many listens as I should have. Yeah, you know, I think I, I listened to Jay Z talk about how album reviews to listen to an album for thirty minutes and then do a review and it's like you can't digest an entire piece of artwork in, in thirty minutes. Like you need time to really sit with it and, and uh think about it. So that's exactly. not, I, you know, we, we bring our thoughts into it just to give you guys, I guess, somewhat of a background. But uh, I would definitely, we keep putting these on the playlist that uh, is shared with the public. So definitely go check it out for yourself and uh, and see what you think about it. Um, anything else yep. that you want to pop in here before I uh, send us off? Yeah, I just wanted to say that I'm going to be out of town for an entire week. So on my YouTube channel... I've been saying this on my live streams. I don't actually know what my content will look like for the week that I'm out of town. Like I might, it might just look like it normally does. It may look different. I might not do as many live streams. I may not do any live streams. I don't know exactly what to expect for that week, but I'm only gonna be gone for a week. So when I get back, it's gonna be all the same stuff that uh, you've you've come to expect, plus a lot more because Chicago just entered phase four. So like a lot of things are open now. I'm gonna be a little bit timid at first to try to figure out how comfortable I feel with certain things but um, yeah I just want to say that so I think we'll be recording at the Sunday that I come back but it could be like Monday too not sure exactly uh, on that yet but if I'm a little bit MIA for that week that's the reason why it's just that I'm in Ohio and I might even be like out in the wilderness camping cool well yeah I hope you have a good trip I know that uh, obviously with all the stressful stuff going on it might be nice to 
kind of reset your bearings by going home and and uh seeing people that you love and care about so i'm looking forward to that for you obviously we talk about how this is like a completely typical for our like routine and stuff where <laughs> things finally start opening up or i you know i finally start stop self-quarantining and then you're gone for a week um but just like everything else we'll get through it and and then i'll, I'll look forward to you getting back so mm-hmm all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I know this episode was probably a little bit longer than um, um, than typical, uh, but uh, we appreciate you sticking around. Hope you enjoyed this episode in its uh, all of its roller coasterness of <laughs> the uh, the passion, and then uh, like things like spelling bees and Spotify segments. Uh, if you guys want to let us know your thoughts, comments, questions, email us emgpod at gmail.com or you can hit us up on our social media platforms at emgpod. I am at Brandon J. Flippin. Steven is at Stephen Russell B. Feel free to give us a call and leave us a voicemail 513-427-EMG5. Again, that is 513-427-EMG5. And thank you again. We'll see you next time. Take it easy.